Hello and welcome back or welcome to Gina Cosette Health Podcast. I'm so happy that you have joined us and you are listening today. Today we're going to get to know the eight limbs of yoga. Patanjali's Eightfold Path offers guidelines for a meaningful and purposeful life. And we're going to dive into this prescription of moral and ethical conduct and self-discipline. In Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, the Eightfold Path is called Ashtanga. Um, We know Ashtanga as a yoga practice, but Ashtanga literally means eight limbs. So Ashta is eight and Anga is limb. These eight steps basically act as guidelines on how to live a meaningful and more purposeful life. They serve as a prescription for moral and ethical conduct and self-discipline, and they direct attention toward one's health, and they help us to acknowledge the spiritual aspects of our own nature. So the first limb I'm going to get into is the yama. The first limb, yama, deals with one's ethical standards and sense of integrity. So we're focusing on our behavior and how we conduct ourselves in life. Yamas are universal practices that relate best to what we know as the golden rule. So we all learned this when we were really young, usually kindergarten, first grade. And the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you right? (laughs) So the yamas, I'm going to say them in English, not Sanskrit. Um, So we have five yamas and the first one is nonviolence, truthfulness, non-stealing, continence, and non-covociousness, right? Awesome. So the second limb is niyama. It has to do with self-discipline and spiritual observances. So, for example, if you're regularly attending temple or church or mass, whatever your religion is, saying grace before meals or developing your own meditation practice or even just going on walks every morning, these are all examples of a niyama in practice. So we have five niyamas. We have cleanliness, contentment, spiritual study of sacred scriptures and of oneself and surrendering to God or a higher power. The third limb of yoga is asana. And these are the postures, the poses that you see people practicing in yoga. Um, In the yogic view, the body is a temple of spirit, the care of which is an important stage of our spiritual growth. And through the practice of asanas, we develop the habit of discipline as well and the ability to concentrate, which both are necessary during our meditation. The fourth limb is pranayama and generally translated as breath control. And this fourth stage consists of techniques designed to gain mastery over the respiratory process while recognizing the connection between the breath, the mind, and the emotions. 
So as implied by the literal translation of pranayama, life force extension, yogis believe that it not only rejuvenates the body, but actually extends life itself, which is pretty cool. So you can practice pranayama as an isolated technique by simply just sitting or performing a number of breath exercises, or you can integrate it in your daily yoga asana routine. So these four stages of Patanjali's Ashtanga Yoga concentrates on refining our personalities and gaining mastery over our own bodies and even developing an energetic awareness of ourselves and all of which prepares us for the second half of this journey which deals with the senses, the mind and attaining the higher state of consciousness. So the next four we're going to get into right now. So number five is pratyahara, the fifth limb, which means withdrawal or sensory transcendence. It's during this stage that we make the conscious effort to draw our awareness away from the external world and outside stimuli. So keenly aware of yet cultivating a detachment from our senses, we direct our attention internally. So the practice of Pratyahara provides us with an opportunity to step back and take a look at ourselves solely. So this withdrawal allows us to objectively observe our cravings, the habits that perhaps detriment or are detrimental to our health and which likely interfere with our inner growth. So number six, um, As each stage prepares us for the next, the practice of Pratyahara creates the setting of dharana or concentration. This is the sixth limb. Having relieved ourselves of outside distractions, we can now deal with the distractions of the mind itself, which is no easy task. As we know, we live in a very fast paced world right now, especially in where I am in America, Miami, New York. So in this practice of concentration, which precedes meditation, we learn how to slow down the thinking process by concentrating on a single mental object, a specific energetic center in the body, an image of deity, or the silent repetition of sound which is very hard (laughs) to do. And we, of course, have already begun to develop our powers of concentration in the previous three stages of posture, breath control, and withdrawal of senses. So in asana and pranayama, although we pay attention to our actions, our attention travels, right? So our focus constantly shifts as we fine-tune the many nonsenses of any particular posture or breathing technique. In Pratyahara, we become self-observant. But now in Dharana, we focus our attention on a single point. Extended periods of concentration naturally lead to meditation, right? So meditation or contemplation, the seventh stage of Ashtanga, is the uninterrupted flow of concentration. Although concentration and meditation may appear to be one and the same, it's a very fine line of distinction that exists between these two stages. 
where Dharana practices one-pointed attention and Dhyana is ultimately a state of being keenly aware without focus. So at this stage, the mind has been quiet and in the stillness, it produces few or no thoughts at all. So the strength and the stamina it takes to reach this state of stillness is quite impressive, Um, Diana. While this may seem difficult, it's not an impossible task. And remember that yoga is a process. We are ever so learning, never so growing. And even though we may not attain that picture-perfect pose or that ideal state of consciousness, we benefit at every stage of our process. Patanjali describes his eighth and final stage of Ashtanga as Samadhi. It's a state of ecstasy, really. And at this stage, the meditator merges with his or her point of focus and transcends the self altogether. So the meditator comes to realize a profound connection to the divine and interconnectedness with all the living things. With this realization, it comes that the peace that passes all understanding, the experience of bliss, and being at one with the universe. And on the surface, this may seem to be rather lofty kind of goal. However, if we pause to examine what we really want to get out of life, would not joy, fulfillment, and freedom somehow find their way onto our list of hopes, wishes, and desires? Right? What Patanjali has described as the completion of the yogic path is what deep down all human beings aspire to. And what is that? It's peace. We also might give some thought to the fact that this ultimate stage of yoga, which is enlightenment, can neither be bought nor possessed. It can only be experienced. And the prize of which is the continual devotion of the aspirant. So this is Pantanjali's Eight Limbs of Yoga. Um, I hope that this episode gives you um, a little more understanding of what the eight limbs of yoga and what yoga really is. It's just not the asana and the meditation, right? Um, So I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned next week. Uh, We have episodes every Monday and Tuesday. And this is Gina Cosette and all the light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Thank you.